Hello, and welcome to game seven of the Man of Steel tournament. It's not over yet, folks. Kells had a stranglehold on first place. Now it's a mere cuddle. <laughs> Kells, how you doing? I was only up by three, I think. Well, that, you know, trying to win a game against Kells in the science category is like climbing a mountain. And fortunately, I climbed that mountain. I climb every mountain, as someone once said. Oh, my God. Andy, how are you doing? No idea at this point after that intro. I'm not even sure who I am anymore. <laughs> well, you're Andy, and we love you. Okay. All right. Well, I feel well, better. I mean, come on. Stop no. it. Just, <laughs> just, just let them have that one. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to spoil everything. <laughs> And speaking of spoil everything, Neil, how you doing? I am doing great. So I'm let's play a great. trivia game. Let's do that. Before you do that, want to announce for all of our patrons out there, we have started bonus content. We're doing it on a bi-weekly basis so far. Hopefully you'll tell your friends and neighbors how much more entertaining and funny we are with the bonus content. So when we get more patrons, we'll do more bonus content. So look for your bonus content for our patrons at every level, every two weeks. Are we supposed to be funny? I I am. I try. <laughs> I am not funny. I approve that every week. <laughs> Yet, like Sisyphus, you push that joke up the hill, only to have there it right down on your. <laughs> like what again? Sisyphus. Sisyphus. Oh, yeah. They were talking about something else. We were talking earlier there. No, maybe. no, nope, not that at all. Okay, Neil, save us from this. <laughs> yeah, we are gonna play some trivia. Uh, every week we have a theme, and in that theme we've got six categories with uh, four questions each. Each question is worth up to. Uh, no, each question is worth exactly 10 points, but maybe a few bonus points thrown in. And then the final question is worth up to 100 points. Today's category is courtesy of friend of the show, Barry. You guys remember Barry, Barry Shoffle? Hey, Barry. We love Barry. Well, he's not He's not actually here. Oh, he, he's probably uh, listening oh. now. He's probably listening. Yeah. So Yeah, we love Barry. Oh, hi, Barry. Yeah. Big fans. And the theme for today's is from Barry is women. Women. Woo. Yes. <laughs> okay. Something else that we know nothing about. Well, I was going to say, if there's one thing I know, I don't know. It's women. <laughs> yeah. That's very Socratic of me. Mm-hmm. Barry. Or something. So, so Neil, yeah. before we get into the wonderful topic of women, mm-hmm. what are the standings in the tournament? I don't like the way you said that. I'm Meme not it? a big fan either. Yeah. Okay. Man. Okay. I'll stop. <laughs> well, so the tournament, um, we are about to start game seven. And the way we score it is each win gets a player three points. Second place gets two points and third place gets one point. And currently the standings are Andy with 10, Deva with 12, and Kells with 14. With two games left to go, mm. it's it's technically sort of anybody's game. Yeah, technically. I, th- I think Andy. I think the best Andy could do is tie for first place, but mm-hmm. uh, we'll 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 just have to see how it works we'll out. See. I no, I, you know it's possible we could have a three way tie still. Hey, that would be very interesting. Well, my friend Barry knows how the game is played. And so the first category is science. Oh, good. The science of women. Or women in science. It's more women in science. Women women in science. Okay. I feel better with that. Question one. Elizabeth Blackwell was the first woman in the U.S. to receive what relating to science? Locked in. I have an easy mode for half points if you want it. Oh, and Um, by the way, before I forget, since this is the Man of Steel tournament... Each game, each player can choose to steal another person's answer and basically just uh, just use their answer as their own. I'm locked in with my answer. Hmm. 
I may be too specific. I'm locked in. Specific may be good. Yeah. <laughs> Probably help. Okay, Kels? I think maybe she was the first woman to get a medical degree. Deva? I said she was the first to uh, receive a doctorate. Okay. Can you can you be more specific? Because that's not specific. Well, I was thinking, well, my, the reason I said, I thought I was too specific is I thought she was the, it could have been the first woman to graduate from college with a degree in science rather than a higher level degree in science. So I will say a doctorate of medicine. I will okay. copy Kells, essentially. <laughs> and Andy. She is the first certified medical doctor, a female medical doctor in the United States. She was the first woman to receive a medical degree from the Medical Institution of Geneva, New York. Oh, right. Good job. Yeah. Question two. In 1983, this American physicist became the first American woman in space. Name her. Locked in. <laughs> this has been a joke in my class for the last couple of weeks. A joke? I don't, I don't think mm -hmm. she's a joke. I'm offended. How dare you? No, no, no. You'll understand in a minute. Um, I, I, I'm locked in. Locked in. Devo? Sally Ride. Andy? Sally Ride. And Kels? Mustang Sally Ride. So, Andy, tell us what's so funny about Ms. Ride. Um, one of the things I talk about in class is propaganda and how it works both ways. And I had my class do a, a little social experiment. I had them go home and ask their parents, who is the first female in space? And over 65% of my students came back with their parents said Sally Ride, which is not the right answer. She's the first American woman in space, but the Russians had put more than one woman in space decades earlier. And it's kind of a funny thing how propaganda can both work ways both ways. The average American thinks Sally Ride's the first woman in space, but the Russians had women in space in the 1960s. Hmm. That's well, interesting, actually. Yeah. yeah I'm that's surprised. Good. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's, you know, it's like having my dad, you know, do the game. Like, I'll never be good enough. <laughs> Why can't you just say that you're proud of me? <laughs> Question three. In nineteen, <laughs> so, so Sally Ride was correct. Oh yeah, sorry, you were all correct. <laughs> Question three. In 1942, this Austrian-born famous sex symbol actress invented the frequency hopping technology that laid the groundwork for wireless communication, and was used in the Korean War. What's her name? I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. I, I have an easy mode if you if you need it. Although I don't know how easy it is. I'll take the easy mode. Okay. Uh, Devo and Andy are locked in? Mm-hmm. Easy mode is she sued Mel Brooks, who used her name to create a similarly named character in the movie Blazing Saddles. I didn't know that part of it. Wow. <laughs> Good for her. But, yeah, but I made the connection. Wow. <laughs> Locked in. All right. Andy? Hedy Lamar. Kels? Hedy Lamar. Devo? Hedy Lamar. Correct answer is Hedy Lamar. There was a character in Blazing Saddles named Hedley Lamar. Hedley. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I did not make that connection until you brought it up in the easy mode. That did help. Hedley? <laughs> uh, okay. Question four. Vera Rubin was an astronomer whose work on galactic rotation curves provided evidence of what type of matter, which is not currently detectable by direct means. Locked in. Really? Yes. <laughs> locked in. All right, I'm going to lock in with a total guess. Okay. Kels? I want to steal Davo's answer. He seemed very confident. All right. Davo? Dark matter. Andy? I also said dark matter. Well, the correct answer is dark matter. Yes. I just want to give a quick shout out to former roommate of mine and very good friend, Roger Hightower. It's awesome. Rooming with a physicist who does calculus for fun. Well, I appreciate both of you. 
<laughs> All right. At the end of round one, the only points missed were Kells on that uh, easy mode. So the scores are 35 to 40 to 40. Nice. I absentmindedly wrote down mine as the lowest score because I'm just <laughs> used to that. Question or category two is television. Mm-hmm. The telly. Question one. This woman has 23 Emmy nominations, 21 primetime, which she won five times, and two daytime Emmy nominations, and she won one of those. She was the first woman to produce a sitcom and the first female host of a game show to win an Emmy. Name her. Locked in. And I have it. There's an easy mode for this one, too, if you need it. That's a lot of enemies. If she uh, wanted to lock in with a guess. Yeah, I'm... I'm not sure at all. There's an easy mode. I'm going to lock in. Okay. David? I said Lucille Ball. Andy? Yeah, I'm fairly confident it's got to be Lucille Ball. And Kells? Also with Lucy. Lucille Ball. Are all incorrect. What? Correct answer is Betty White. Oh, wow. Oh, what game show did she host? She hosted a show in the early 80s called Only Men or something like that. Hmm. I, I don't remember it at all. So she also, by the way, if it ever comes up, a little trivia nugget. She has the longest, she has the record for the longest time between Emmy nominations, meaning that her earliest was in 1951 and her most recent was in 2011. Wow. 51, yeah. What was she in at 51? I don't know. Probably the Betty White show starring Betty White. (laughs) (laughs) And then what? Hot in Cleveland? All right. Question two. This actress known primarily known for her television roles was the first to head a major television studio. She was nominated for 13 Emmys having won four times. Name her. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. (laughs) <laughs> uh, do you want to just all say it at the same time since I'm pretty sure you yes. got it all sure one two three Lucille, Lucille Ball. Ball correct answer is Lucille Ball question three two actresses have won eight Emmy awards name either one of them or name both for a bonus eight two I'll give you ten points if you can name one and a bonus two points if you can name both I'm hmm. locked in. Man, that's a really tough question. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> I'm pretty happy with my guess. Nah, yeah, um, yeah I'm going to go that route. I'm locked in. Okay. I'm locked in with a guess. Andy, what's your answer? Julia Louise Dreyfus and Jennifer Ooh. Aniston. Okay. Ooh, I like Julia Louise Dreyfus. That's a great answer. Kels? I said Mary Tyler Moore. Oh. And B. Arthur. Okay. David? I said Mariska Haggerty. Mm-hmm. And that's it, because I drew a blank. <laughs> well, one of you got one of them correct. That would probably be Andy. No, I think it's two, Mary Tyler Moore. The two actresses who have won eight different Emmy Awards are Julia Louise Dreyfus mm. and Cloris Leachman. Hmm. Cloris Leachman? Cloris yeah. Leachman? Yeah. So, so she's... Was, she, was she on Maud? She was on Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler Moore. Okay. Yeah. Do you, you know what she won an uh, Oscar for? The Last Picture Show. Yes. 1971. So... I thought it was interesting. I watched the last picture show for the first time a few weeks ago. And I thought it was interesting that Cloris Leachman was in two of the most famous 70s shows, 70s movies that were filmed in black and white. Oh, yeah. Because she was in uh, Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein. The last picture show. Oh, man. Yeah. (laughs) Frau Blucher. (laughs) (laughs) Love that movie so much. All right. Question four in television. Before 1987, most lingerie models on TV were mannequins. 
the ones that were not were required to model the underwear atop their clothes, which meant that even underwear models weren't supposed to show any skin. Nevertheless, in 1987, this bra company began using live models to display their product. Name the company. Locked in. I'm thinking it was Klinger from MASH. <laughs> it's always MASH with you, isn't it? It really is. I'm locked in. Name the company. What year? 87? Yes. I'm locked in. All right, Devo. I said Victoria's Secret. Okay. Andy? I feel better because I thought Victoria's Secret was a really stupid guess, but there's always comfort in numbers. Uh, Kels? I said Playtex. Oh. So there's a difference between stupid stupid answers and ones that are just incorrect, Andy. Um, Mm -hmm. In this case, you were just incorrect. I don't think that was a stupid answer. The correct answer, however, is Playtex. Playtex? That was the only brand I could think of. All right. At the end of round two, scores are Davo 50, Kells 55, and Andy 60. Oh, Andy. All right. Which brings us to category three, history. (laughs) History. Crud. (laughs) You're history major, Davo. I know. Just an opportunity to embarrass myself. So one of the things I, I like about Barry's questions is that he provides a lot of detail, but that makes the questions a little bit long. So I'm going to give the short version of this one, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm hoping it'll be enough. Question one, she became the first black woman elected to the United States Congress, and she represented New York's 12th congressional district for seven terms. What's her name? Locked in. Stealing Andes. <laughs> That was quick. <laughs> oh boy, no, can't be. It's the wrong state. I was thinking her too. I have a guess. I don't know where she's from though, but I'm gonna roll with her. I'm locked in. Okay, Andy. Shirley Chisholm. Yes. Kels. Shirley Chisholm. Correct answer is Shirley Chisholm. I was not thinking her. Who are you thinking? Uh, Maxine Waters. She's oh, yeah. Party. She was the first one, but she's California, I think. Yeah. She's yeah. been in forever. So I was just assuming. So um, some other notable things about her. In 1972, she became the first uh, black candidate for the Democratic Party for president. And she was the first woman to appear in a United States presidential debate. Oh, wow. Remarkable lady. Question two. This woman was the first woman hanged by the federal government. She was hanged for conspiring with John Wilkes Booth in the murder of President Abraham Lincoln. What's her name? Oh, locked in. There was a movie about this. About her. Was it? Yeah. Or maybe it was the sci-fi original Abraham Lincoln versus werewolves. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe. Sci-fi original. Um, let me think. All right. I'm locked in. Mm, I'm locked in. Kels? Uh, Willa Lucy Sanders. <laughs> Is that a real person? Or did you no, it's not. No, I just made that up. All right. Davo? Sucky. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Andy? Mary Surratt. Oh! Yeah. That name sounds very familiar now. Mm -hmm. The correct answer is Juicy J. (laughs) (laughs) No, Mary Mary Surratt. Too soon, guys. Too soon. (laughs) I was told I needed to brush up on my Juicy J, so I just thought I'd start throwing them in here and there. It's nice. Apparently, he was with the Three Six Mafia. Three Six, or or perhaps he still is. I don't know. Uh their membership is down. I think it's just him and DJ Paul. So, of the sixes they started with, there it's the Three Two Mafia now. <laughs> it doesn't have the same ring to it. Yeah, it's not, it's not as flashy. All right, question three. 
Who was the first female vice presidential candidate representing a major American political party? Locked in. I'm locked in. It's got to be somebody earlier than her. Does there? Or does it? almost afraid to lock in with this because probably missing somebody obvious but i can think of no one else i'm, I'm locked in david geraldine ferraro yep andy geraldine ferraro and kells well you can probably guess which way i went or later than her yes much from alaska yes yeah no that's not correct yeah, I figured. What was her name again? I, Sarah I totally That's right. <laughs> I almost said Tina Fey. <laughs> Tina Fey. Tina <laughs> Fey. And, and by Faye. the way, a little trivia nugget that's kind of fun in this moment. Uh, she was the secretary of the House Democratic Caucus. Who held that position before her? Shirley Chisholm. Hey, nice. the time to the first question. I know. Yeah. See what I did there? Andy. <laughs> the more you know. I'll take a sip off this refreshing Sam Adams for you. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to do it anyway. Yeah. Let's be honest, yeah. Devo. So my trivia nugget here says that uh, she was the only Italian-American to be nominated for a major party national nominee. I haven't confirmed that, Ooh. but... I could believe that she was the first. I don't know if anybody since then has been Italian American. What year was this? Eighty four. Yeah. Who did she run with? Was it um Mondale? Question four. In what year did all American women win the right to vote? Oh come on. Or earn the right to vote, I suppose, depending on how you on. all American women. Right. Many women by state still had the right to vote. Just those that are really, really good at sports. Yeah, I'll, I'll rephrase it. When did the 19th Amendment pass? 19th provided universal suffrage, uh, suffrage. So not those who excel at sports. Not all Americans. <laughs> well, you said all American women, and it's like, hey, you got to be really good at sports to be an all-American. So uh, no, still, still trying to make that joke. Okay. It's funny. Y'all suck. I'm I'm locked. I'm locked in. I had to rethink my my answer. So I'll give you points for uh, how close you are, based Thank on you. based on how close you are. I'm I'm locked in. All right. I I heard this on a podcast recently. Andy, uh, the legislation got started in 1919, but it was ratified in 1920. Kels, All right? 1920. I almost said uh 1964. But I would have been wrong because it was a civil rights act. That's civil rights. The Voting act. Rights Act was sixty-five. But I wrote nineteen twenty. Good for you. That's nineteenth amendment. Davo. I only answered to Neil. What have you ever answered to me? I said nineteen. I I said nineteen twenty-six. Mm. All right. Well, you get four points then, Davo. We'll take it because the correct answer is 1920. Andy's running away with this. Oh no! Bloody time! All right, at the end of round three, Davo has 74, Kells has 75, and Andy has 100. Woohoo! Man, it's, you're doing we really need, well. Andy. We need three straight sports categories, or Andy's, uh, he's we, need, we need a wrestling category. Ooh, uh, please yeah. be a wrestling category. This. <laughs> Wendy Richter. <laughs> Category four is sports. Yay. Great. Let's start. Question one. In 1950, she was the first black tennis player allowed to compete at the U.S. Nationals, which later went on to become the U.S. Open. She also was the first black tennis player to win Wimbledon and the U.S. Open. She later became the first African-American to join the LPGA. Who is she? I didn't know about the LPGA part. I, I knew about the LPGA. I cannot remember her last name. Oh That's a God. very important part of her name. It is a critical part. Uh, I already stole an answer. It's almost with, as if without the last name, you couldn't get points for it. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I am stealing Kells. Sure about that, Andy? I am. 
I don't have a clue here. The, I only remember her nickname, and so I'll, I, I think I remember her nickname. I'm locked in. Okay. Kels? Althea Gibson. Andy gets the same answer as Kels. Yep. Devo? I uh, plead the Fifth Amendment because I picked the wrong person. Okay. So are you, you going to give us an answer or... Was there, there was a, was, I thought there was a, a tennis player from that era whose, whose nickname was Babe. Babe. That's Babe Ruth. Not nah, Babe Baseball no. and he was white and he was a tennis. <laughs> <laughs> Have another Stan Adams, Devo. It's, it's refreshing. It's not your mother. That's a man, baby. <laughs> so I'm completely wrong. I, I don't know. All right, Mildred Ella Babe Didrikson Saharias was an American athlete who excelled in golf, basketball, baseball, and track and field. She won two gold medals in the 1932 Summer Olympics. Yeah, and, I got stuck on her. And she won 10 LPGA major championships. Okay. At least I was. Early, yeah. early. I kind of knew what I was talking about. Well, I mean. Definitely sure. had a person. Yeah. <laughs> That who wasn't played, Babe Ruth. Who played golf. <laughs> who played golf. Hey. Question two. In 1993, Carrie Schuler became the first woman drafted into a major sport. Carrie Schuler was the daughter of then drafting team general manager Ron Schuler. She was the. Uh, the rest of it doesn't really matter. What sport was she drafted in? <laughs> it might have mattered to me. Okay, I'll, I'll, she was picked in the 43rd round, the 1,208th pick overall of the 1993 draft at the age of 18. Name the sport. Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Deva? Baseball. Kels? I also went with baseball. And Andy? I don't know why I feel like Schuler is an NFL name, and I went with the NFL. Well, Schuler is an NFL name, but it's also a baseball name. Shula is the football name. Well, there was also oh. Heath Shuler from the Redskins. Heath Shuler? Mm-hmm. He was a quarterback from Tennessee. He was uh, drafted by the Redskins, played for the Saints, got elected to Congress. Wow. Man. Did you have to do a book report on it? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> this is how Devo must feel in the history category. I have no idea oh. what any of that was. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you why the rest of that question was important, Neil. Okay. Because the fact that she was drafted in the 43rd round meant it wasn't football or basketball because their oh, drafts are much smaller. Oh, right. Exactly. So, yeah, baseball was the only thing. So it had to be baseball. See, there was baseball I just or automatically hockey. presumed Neil was smart and knew what he was saying when we, when we said he didn't need to know that. So I was tuning him out. <laughs> I was just going to use it as a trivia nugget. I didn't really think about. So apparently, she was dra- the team she was drafted into is uh, they were called the Chicago White Soaks or something. It's, it's the Sox. Yeah. The white. Oh yeah. Well, it's a Sox. I mean, let's get real. Oh, shots fired. Oh, sorry, Mister Current Success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got to revel in it, man. I got to yeah. revel in it. <laughs> Thanks for that picture of blow out his arm after two years. Really appreciate it. <laughs> At least you had him two years. <laughs> All right. That, that was a joke, by the way. I do know that there's a team called the Chicago White Sox. I think they I think they play in Chicago. Indeed. Question three. In 1567, this queen is said to be the first woman to play golf. Well, it would make sense if it was her. I'm locked in. I'm going to put her just in case. And the other one in parentheses. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. I have a logical guess. Andy? Uh, Mary Queen of Scots is the only one I can come up with that would be from that period. David? I also said Mary Queen of Scots because golf was invented in Scotland. Uh, Mary Queen of Scots for the same reason that Davo said. Correct answer is Mary Queen of Scots. So I I don't know if this is apocryphal or not, but supposedly she's credited with coining the word caddy, 
because her assistants that she she had around were were called cadets, and she shortened oh. it to caddies. Nice caddy. <laughs> <laughs> No, Mary Queen of Scots had such a masculine voice. Yeah. <laughs> Question four. On September 23rd, 1992, I'm probably going to butcher this name, Manon Riom became the first woman to play in any of the four major North American sports when she played in what sport? Locked in. Locked in. Really? You guys just know this. We had this question before oh. or something similar. And I just knew this. <laughs> oh, yeah. They were in the, he was very in-depth with it. Yeah. Four major sports in North America. Well, I don't remember having this question before. Um, I think we had the vacation. It was major in because um, major yeah. practice saying her name. Yes. Manon. Yeah. Is it Exana Bayou? <laughs> no. <laughs> Andrew, are you locked in? No, I'm thinking because I've had this before, so I must know it. And I've got a one out of four chance. Yeah. Let's pick one. Yeah, I, I'm winning currently, and you've got nothing to lose. So back off. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you have to deduct points for unsportsmanlike contact. Hey, you get it's... a yellow card, bro. Example, <laughs> you. All right, you know what? I have done this weird, I have a super weird logic about this. So I am locked in. Oh, good. Kels, what's your answer? Hockey. Andy, what's your answer and the logic behind it? All right, so I thought about this, and if it was baseball, I would have remembered 1992. Um, if it was football, I'm 99% positive I would remember 1992. So that made it between basketball and hockey, and it was a name that Major struggled to pronounce, um, and... Hockey has all those French Canadians, and so I went with hockey. David? Uh, hockey. Correct answer is hockey. Yes. What was her name? Manon. Rion. Rion. So apparently it was it was just an exhibition game. Mm -hmm. So she didn't she didn't play like an official game, I suppose. But still. She did play in. I think she went on to play in some minor uh, men's minor league team uh, games, teams, like in the IHL maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. At the end of round four, Devo has one hundred four, Kells one fifteen, and Andy one thirty. Okay. Didn't really close the gap that much. This is getting real. Uh, our last, our next to last category, is movies. All right. Crap. Question, question one. Who is the first and only woman to win an Academy Award for Best Director? Ooh. What then? I want the, the director, not the movie. Yeah. I could give you both if you liked it. <laughs> Extra credit homework. <laughs> I don't know this. What's her name? Shoot. I know the movie. Mm-hmm. I think I know her first name, which doesn't mm-hmm. help me because Neil's a stickler about actors. <laughs> it starts. This is Maybe it's babe. Off the rails. <laughs> Maybe it is babe. I'm locked in. You don't sound happy. Oh, crap. <laughs> I'm locked in. <laughs> Deva, what's your answer? Well, she directed The Hurt Locker, and I think her first name's Catherine. And that's all I've got. So there. Man. Catherine Bayou. I know. Dude, knocking on the door. I know. It hurts. <laughs> Kels? Dave, if I said wrestler Bam Bam, what would you say? You are the worst. <laughs> oh, God. It's Catherine Bigelow. Catherine Bigelow. God. Bless best. <laughs> Andy? I went with Tina Turner because she can do anything. <laughs> she can, but she answer. hasn't. <laughs> Correct answer is Catherine Bigelow for the Hurt Locker. Dang it, dang it, dang it. 
Now I'm shook. This is terrible. Question two. What is the name of the informal test that is a measure of the representation of women in fiction? It essentially tests if at least two women can talk to each other about something other than a man. I'm locked in. I'm not familiar with this term. Uh, I am, and I can't. Oh, this is like David with the last one. It's a measurement. Um, I'm locked in. I'm just trying to be clever enough. I am locked in. All right, Kels. I said the uh, Rudolph wig factor. <laughs> Andy? I know it's the something test, and I came up with the Golden Girls late night cheesecake test. You know, where they all sit around the table and eat the cheesecake. Yeah, they persistently fail that test. By the way, yeah, I know they do. They but they always eat that cheesecake. They finish it. They love that time. cheesecake. That's yeah, good it's, cheesecake. It's two missions, and they accomplish one. Deva, the Bechdel test. Oh, that's right. That's what it is. The correct answer is the Bechdel-Wallace test, although it's usually just called the Bechdel test. What's your nugget, Devo? Because I have one. Oh, um, I was going to talk about that it was derived from a comic strip. Yeah, that was that's true. The comic strip had two, two women um, trying to go to a movie, and they decided that they were only going to go to a movie where two women were having a intelligent conversation about something besides men, and they ended up just going home. Hmm. And the reason I compared it to the Mandela effect is because it's kind of it's an informal test. It's not something that you can. Well, I suppose you could do a clinical test of it if you actually took scripts and did percentages. People have people have gone through and, oh, yeah. and like all the the most popular movies for a year or, or like I saw one that was um, some year like 2014. They uh, someone checked all the the best picture nominees and found that only half of them passed the Bechdel test. Oh wow, it's interesting. It is a fascinating, fascinating topic because you know we're all dudes. We don't really have to worry about representation in that way. To, that it was that it's so glaringly obvious to one group, and that it's not to another is fascinating to me. Yeah, I looked at. I didn't write any of them down, so I don't remember off the top of my head. But I looked at a lot of the statistics for like leading women, and they're still way underrepresented. White people are probably overrepresented in most cases, and movies directed by women have a higher percentage of women in speaking roles than movies directed by men. But I'm not sure if that's because of the director or because of the types of scripts that women direct or or what. It's it's kind of it's all very complex. Hmm. We should do a podcast about it. Let's. Yay. But in the meantime, let's talk about Sigourney Weaver. Yay. She earned her first Oscar nomination for what action film in 1986? Locked in. Locked in. Um, 86. Maybe it have to. Yeah. Yeah, I'm locked in. All right. Uh, Andy. Alien. Deva. Oh. Oh, Andy, you're going to hurt. You, you left it same building. You, uh, you sing it's aliens. It's plural. Yeah, it's part Kels. two. Oh. I want I want with aliens because alien came out in what seventy nine. Oh come yep. on! Yeah. Are you? Oh, they're two different movies, man. They're two different movies. Oh, that hurt. That hurt me. That hurt oh, me. Oh, this is how this is. The wheels are coming off. I don't know if the mic, if my mic picked it up, but I was like, "Oh no, yeah, I heard you." <laughs> Wheels are coming off. Oh, I got the yips. Okay, yippee. Okay, I'm gonna have the catcher come up and just talk to me for a couple minutes. Yeah, shake it off, man. Shake it off. Yeah, mm. that one stings. All right. Question four: Who played Mrs. Robinson in The Graduate? And for a bonus, who was she? Who was she married? To? Married to from 1964 until her death in 2005. I'm locked in. Locked in. I can obviously see her face. (laughs) I 
I think we all can, my friend. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm right. I'm sure Andy was looking at her face. My favorite Simon and Garfunkel song. Is it? Yes. It's the only one you know. I know lots. Like? Uh, Bridge Over Troubled Waters. Okay. And The the, the Fighter. The Boxer. That one. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Sound of Silence. Stop. Just, we're done. Cecilia. <laughs> Cecilia, I think. You're breaking my heart. You're shaking my confidence daily. I was going to say me and Julio, but I think that was just uh, Paul Simon, wasn't it? Yeah, it's Paul Simon's solo. Was that Paul Simon that drove by? Yeah, I think so. That was our Garfunkel. Gar- 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was Gar- in part two. <laughs> <laughs> I was John Oates before John Oates. So him and John Oates started a company. <laughs> David, what's your answer? Uh, Anne Bancroft. And she was married to Mel Brooks. Oh, really? Oh, that's right. I said Academy Award winner Anne Bancroft. And Andy? Anne Bancroft. Quick answer is Anne Bancroft. And she was married to Mel Brooks for a very long time. I did not know that. So speaking of Mel Brooks, I watched The Producers recently, which is supposed to be like one of his best works. And I thought it was just hideous. The only, the only, the only funny part of it was was the play where they sang "Springtime for Hitler." <laughs> that was the only part I even smiled. The rest of it was. Just, <laughs> I just, have you guys seen it? I have, and I've, I've seen the remake. Oh, it was awful. They just, they just yelled a lot. And Zero Mostel, I don't know why he's. I mean, I guess he was okay in that Fiddler movie, but or play, but anyway. I'm done ranting. All right. At the end of round five, Devo is in third place with 136. Andy lost his 25 point lead. (sighs) Kells is in the lead with 145. It's anybody's game. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about music. Crap on a cracker. Saving comeback story. Comeback story. It doesn't count if you believe it. Just stop it. (laughs) You just shut up. (laughs) Question one. This Grammy Award winning American singer-songwriter is the most successful female songwriter of the latter half of the 20th century, having written or co-written 118 pop hits on the Billboard Hot 100. Locked in. Can Can you name her? No. Nah, I don't think I can. Written or co-written, it's a lot of hits. Oh, no. I'm sorry. There, there is an easy mode. No, I'll, I'll oh, take no. it. They don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll gladly take easy mode. Me too. All right. The easy mode is her 1971 album, Tapestry, is one of the oh, best-selling albums man. of all That's time. Give me. I knew you were going to go with Tapestry. I was writing her name down when I asked for an easy mode. I'm locked in. This is a very question, so don't blame me. <laughs> I'll give you, you Barry's email after the show, and you can send him your hate mail. Man, I, I still don't know. I don't think this, is really, this isn't really your genre, Kells, I don't think. It doesn't sound like my happy zone. All right, I'm locked in. Andy? Carol King. Hmm. David? Carol King. And Kells. Stevie Nicks. Correct answer is Carol King. Heck, she probably wrote a song for Stevie Nicks. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. So that's the thing about Carol King. She did have some some popular songs that she sang, but I think she was even more successful as a songwriter. Well, she was she was working in the Brill Building um, as a teenager, um, and and married you to say that like it means something. Yeah, I don't know what that means. <laughs> The Brill Building produced a number of amazing singer-songwriters, including Neil Diamond. Neil Diamond Diamond worked there for a while. Um, They were the hits factory for a while. Hmm. Question two. What singer has the most Billboard 100 hits with 108 between 2009 and the date of our recording? 
I mean, I didn't check later this afternoon, so there could be one more. <laughs> I'm not sure. Said the most since 2009 to now. Well, what I'm trying to get at is her career spans 2009 till the current day, and she's uh, had 108 songs on the Billboard 100, the Hot 100. Ooh, I got mm, okay. I got two. Yeah, I'm gonna lock in. And I have one in parentheses. Yeah, me too. Uh, all right, I'm locked in. I'm still thinking. I've got nailed. I've got it between three people. Close to one. All right, I'm locked in. All right, Deva. Well, Kells, let's see if we share this. <laughs> I said Taylor Swift, but my parenthetical is Rihanna. Ooh, Kels. Uh, we we both did land on Taylor Swift, but I have Lady Gaga in parentheses. Oh, Andy. Well, this is interesting. I I have Mariah Carey, whose career and started in two thousand nine. Parentheses. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> and Rihanna's a little earlier than two thousand nine. I wasn't sure. Was not paying attention to the 2009. I was just thinking female at the most. <laughs> Mariah Carey's a good guess in that regard. I like the Mariah Carey guess for sure. So did Death you girl. did you have a parenthetical too, Andy? Everybody I, yeah, it's dead wrong as well. It's Madonna. Oh, wow. Well, this was a sweep. Oh man! Thank goodness. I think I think if it had been like top ten hits or something, then maybe Taylor Swift would have been in there or or Rihanna, but. Since we're just talking about anything, any place on the Billboard Hot 100, the correct answer is Nicki Minaj. Oh, what the what? Nicki Minaj. She apparently does a lot of uh, songs with other artists that she's she's uh, featured on. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I never remember that. Well, I'm pretty sure. I think this is one that I've actually asked before, but I like it, so I'm going to keep it in. I'm sure Andy's going to get it. Um, who is the most decorated female Grammy winner of all time with 27 Grammys, which includes 14 awards with her backup band, Union Station? Oh, locked in. I did not know it until you said Union Station. I'm locked in as well. Backup band, Union Station. I didn't know she was the most decorated, but I am locked in. Once again, I have no clue. Have you stolen yet this game, Kells? I stole your answer. You did. You did. Well, just think about how strange that sentence is. (laughs) (laughs) I stole Dave's answer in science. Yeah, that's... We're in the Zara world now. (laughs) I I wrote something down. It's not going to make sense. I'm locked in. All right, Kells. Just spit it out. Madonna. Andy? Allison Krauss. And David? Allison Krauss. Quick answer is Allison Krauss. I would not have gotten that unless you said the backup band. I did not know that either. How far does she go back? Not very far. She's in the 90s? Early 2000s? Early 80s. She does does country and bluegrass. Mm, Running the table in bluegrass, right? Yeah. She released her first solo album in 1987. Holy crap. I had no idea. And then her first her first album with Union Station was in 1989. Okay. Hmm. Oh, that just makes me sick. She's younger than me. And look what <laughs> I've done with my life. You, I mean, you're one Grammy away from being on the board, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> Did they give Grammy for podcast quiz hosting or something? Oh, you got to do that spoken word album, man. <laughs> Either that or we start a bluegrass band tonight. We do. I have a harmonica. Uh, you gave it to Ian, actually. <laughs> no, I gave Ian one of my harmonicas. I have another. Oh, what are you, John Popper? <laughs> don't want to brag. <laughs> All right, final question. This woman, born in Cotton Plant, Arkansas in 1915, gained popularity as a gospel singer in the 30s and 40s. But her innovative guitar playing, including early experiments with distortion, earned her the title of the godmother of rock and roll. 
I watched a video on her not too long ago. I'm so like, did I. that's why I watched I this. That's why I heard one of my lectures. Was that was that polyphonic on YouTube? Oh, I don't know. They do deep dives into like music. And... No, that's not what I That's not what oh, I'm saying. Okay. Shout out to Polyphonic. Right on. I'm locked in. Okay. What's your answer, Andy? Sister Rosetta Tharp. Devo? Your mom. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm sorry. Came with a your mom joke. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Huh. <laughs> Sister Rosetta Tharp. Correct answer is Sister Rosetta Tharp. Which is sad because I love Tharps. They're so cool. <laughs> what are you talking about? A, a Tharp is a very, very small settlement of houses. It's below a village. It's like less than 100 people is a Tharp. I believe that's a Thorpe. It's a Tharp. Well, then her name's wrong. It's Sister Rosetta Thorpe. <laughs> yeah, her name is wrong, not you. She's wrong, not you. <laughs> yeah. So, according to my Google machine, Thorpe hmm. is a village or hamlet. You know what? Google has ruined so many things. <laughs> Apparently, it's a Thorpe. Yeah. And when I Google yeah. Tharp, I see a video for Sister, Sister Rosetta Tharp. Maybe Playing I've been Googling Thorpe this whole time. <laughs> How come when I get it wrong, we do deep dives into why I'm wrong? First off, he came with a your mama joke. Oh, so, that is, you know, so right I off the bat, we're on defensive. You're asking yeah. for it at that point. I really was. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. So anyway, anybody who likes rock and roll, especially old time rock and roll, really needs to look her up if you haven't already, because she was pretty amazing on that guitar. Cool. You can, yeah, when you consider cool. that nobody played like that before her, as near as I can tell. But um, if you Google uh, Didn't It Rain and mm -hmm. Sister Rosetta Tharp, there's a video of her playing outside in a, in a um, uh, train station in front of a big audience. And supposedly, from what I've gathered... That was in Manchester, England, and a group of uh, people took a minibus from London to see her specifically, including uh, the people including in that bus were Eric Clapton, Jeff Beck, Keith Richard, and Brian Jones, who went to see her wow. specifically in, I think that was in 1961. And it was on that bus. Just about every every uh, every one of the kind of bluesy rock players from uh, back then considered her a uh, an inspiration. I've not heard that story. That's interesting. That's that's really cool. Yeah. All right. At the end of our regular rounds, Devo has one fifty one, Kel's one fifty five, and Andy got his lead back a little bit with one seventy. A little bit. <laughs> got a little breathing room. Please be something I know. Please be something I know. Please. Well, I need to win here. Don't make it science. <laughs> um, so sometimes I feel like I get a little repetitive on the final questions. And so this might be another one. But I have a list in front of me of all of the, I think, 14 women who have won more than one Oscar. More than one. So I just need you to name me 10 women who have won more than one Oscar for 10 points each. I have to go against Kells for the final question, and it's an Oscar question. You're women. probably going to do as well as I am. Well, I can assure you, Andy, you've heard of every single person on this list. <laughs> well, except for that one. I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, and then that one, too. I don't know who that is. Okay. But all the other ones... Uh, wait just one second, Bobble. Yes, it's your friendly podcasting fanatic. Here to shout out my trivia brothers from another mother, the Trivia Rogues. When you get a chance, pop on over to the Trivia Rogues and let Billy and the gang educate you on some things, Bobble. Funk on. And do remember to please look both ways before you cross my mind, baby. This is bloody difficult. Yeah. I'm stuck at seven. Oh, 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 oh. Just thought of one that I would be so embarrassed if I forgot. So, you know, Andy, Kels has to get two more than you to beat you. 
Yeah, I know, and I've got six right now. So everybody, just be quiet. You're you're confident in all six. I feel really good with my list so far. Okay, I've got my list. I have ten, and I'm happy with my list. Well, the last time I was happy with my list, I got two right. So <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm gonna work real hard to be totally ambivalent about my list. Despite all of your guys' yammering, I focused, and I think I came up with. I might. I'm, I'm just throwing this out there right now. If I'm ever going to get all ten right on a list, it might be this list. Oh, okay. Does anybody notice that? Does anybody like, notice that when we do it, it's yammering, and when Andy does it, it's it's like a intelligent banter. Yeah, there's a different <laughs> way to pick up on it. It's witty banter from right. Brian. <laughs> We're just yammering fools. I've been trying to show you. Um, I'm locked in. All right. Let's start with Davo. All right. Uh, first on the list, they should just rename the award for her, Meryl Streep. Uh, Kate Winslet. Renee Zellweger. Jennifer Lawrence. Sally Field. Catherine Hepburn. Francis McDormand. Then I started to struggle, <laughs> and I said Elizabeth Taylor, uh, Vivian Lee, oh, that's a good one, and Betty Davis. Good list. Uh, good list. I forgot Francis McDormand. I think a couple of your struggles are pretty good ones. Yay! Good list. Kel. All right, I have Kate Blanchett, Elizabeth Taylor. Jodie Foster, Vivian Lee, Sally Field, Hillary Swank. Oh, I forgot about Swank. Mm-hmm. Betty Davis, Renee Zellweger, <laughs> Meryl Streep, and Katherine Hepburn. And Andy. Meryl Streep, Ingrid Bergman, Jane Fonda. Hmm. Jodie Foster, Catherine Hepburn, Elizabeth Taylor, Sally, you like me, you really like me, Field, <laughs> Kate Blanchett, Betty Davis, and Frances McDormand. All right, let me tally up the scores here and see how we did. I feel like we all did real well, and I needed one of you guys to forget some stuff. I wonder if Olivia de Havilland won more than one. Yes. Yeah. She almost oh. made my list. I didn't but, think of her, honestly. I thought of Hillary Swank instead. I'm, I'm, man. I, Hillary Swank's good. Yeah. yeah. Born yeah. Don't Cry, Million Dollar Baby, Meryl Streep, all of her movies. Mm-hmm. Renee, was it Cole Mountain and Judy? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I, okay. Uh, Sally Phil, Norma Ray, and was it Places in the Heart? No, Places. Nah, that's not oh, it. I just presumed it was Smokey and the Bandit 1 and 2. <laughs> no. No? <laughs> huh. I'm blanking on what Jodie Foster, what else she could have won for outside of Silence of the Lambs. Didn't she want to be accused? Was it, was it the accused? Th- that's it. That's it. And Sally Fieldy did mention Lincoln. I don't, I don't know if she won for Lincoln. Oh, I think she did. Did she? No, she was nominated. She didn't win. You yeah. sure? Yeah, she won her Oscars when she was young and almost back-to-back. Yeah. Holly Field won it for Lincoln. I'm pretty sure she did. Okay, so I need to look up a couple of these because you guys seem pretty confident. Like, uh, I don't see Kate Blanchett on my list. Hmm. Uh, I feel like she won for Aviator and maybe Elizabeth, but I could be wrong. I'm looking it up. I'm looking up Sally Field. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely. I guess my list must be wrong because Kate Blanchett won for The Aviator and Blue Jasmine. Blue Jasmine. Yeah. So I'll count that one. Oh, and you're right. Sally Field was Best Supporting Actress for Lincoln nominee, but she won in Places in the Heart and Norma Ray. Places in the Heart, yeah. Yeah, and Norma Ray. And I didn't see Renee Zellweger. She won this year for Judy. Yeah, as a recent one. Okay, so... um, and she won for a cold mountain. My list must have been out of date. And I don't have 
Jayla on here. Did she win twice? I know she won for Silver Lions Playbook. And she what? was she was nominated for American Hustle, I think. Let me let me make sure. I could I honestly could be wrong. No, she's just won one. Okay. She's been nominated a few times. She's though. been nominated four times. Ooh. Yeah, Kate Winslet only won one time for, for the reader. reader. So Kate Winslet David. only won once? Yep. yep. Dang it! <laughs> I remember it being a big deal when she won because she had been up like, you know. 10,000 times. She was Dang the Lucci of her generation. So what that means is, uh, kind of spoiler, Kels and Andy both were perfect scores. Devo missed two. Oh! I told you I thought I had the perfect list. Congratulations, guys. So Davo gets 80 points, bringing him to 231. Kells gets 100 for 255. And Andy ends up at 270 points. Kurt, who are the other – Who could you read the list, please? Oh, yeah, sorry. So, well, so apparently my list is out of date, but I've got um, Hilary Swank, Louise Rainier, Francis McDormand, Vivian Lee, Sally Field, Jody Foster, Glenda Jackson – Olivia de Havilland. There she is. Elizabeth Taylor, Jane Fonda, Ingrid Bergman, Betty Davis, and Meryl Streep. They all had two wins. And the only person with more than two wins was Catherine Hepburn with four. She's got the most ever as far as acting goes. I thought Meryl Streep had the most ever. She has Catherine the most Hepburn. nominations. Oh, okay. Meryl Streep has 17 nominations, okay. but only two wins. Just two? Really? So, I would not have guessed that. If you would have asked me for all the marbles, who was who's won more Oscars, Meryl Streep or Catherine Hepburn? I would have said Meryl Streep. Uh, I'd go Hepburn. I'd go Hepburn. I wish he'd ask that for all the marbles. Yeah, yeah I would have lost <laughs> this game, but instead, I won. Congratulations, guys! That was an amazing final question. Yeah, that was a good game. Oh, you guys did really, really well. Cap. So, Neil, where does that put us in the standings? Well, that puts us. With uh, Devo and Andy tied with 13, and Kells has 16, which means that really the last game is the battle for the basement. No, the last game is critical because that'll be a tie. No, it won't. No. Crap. Kells' worst score is 17. Oh, you guys' yeah. score is 16. The battle for second. Again. Is it really? Again. Yes. What did I have coming into this game? 13. You had 14. Yeah. 14, yeah. I had 12. Or no, Dave had 12. I had 10. Well, it is congratulations to you, Kells, for being the Man of Steel. Well, thank you. Congratulations Truly. on your tournament win. Davo, unless, would he still win the tournament if yes. there was an injury <laughs> oh. before the next <laughs> match? I mean... If a just lightning should come down and strike him dead, would certain so people at this table? If if Kells were unable to compete, then he would forfeit and get zero points. These you could still the best you could do is tie him. Okay. <laughs> Think about. So what you're saying, Neil, is the best you could do if Kells was dead is tie him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, despite all the macabre commentary, we are very happy for you, Kells. Congratulations. You are the Man of Steel. Thank you. Uh, We will be completing the tournament next week to determine which one of us is the uh, first loser, whatever you want to call it. And I hope you all have enjoyed. There's nothing wrong with Brock. Nothing wrong with Brock. He's a Hall of Famer. Yes. (laughs) So we hope you've enjoyed this tournament. Uh, Please, everybody, if you love the show, Hit us up on the Patreon. Hit us up on email with topics. Just we love hearing from you guys. We love uh, Barry, our man Barry. Thank you for the excellent questions. Um, if any of you out there listening feel like throwing us a topic or questions, follow Barry's example and throw them our way. So from all of us here at the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast, this is Davo with the Man of Steel Kells. Man, all I need, all I'm missing is a phone booth. So I can just open the shirt just a little bit. (laughs) That's a different kind of steel, my bad. Yeah, all right.
Andy. Shout out to Patreon supporter, former guest host, and the best brother a guy could ask for that celebrated his birthday last month. And I just remembered today. Uh, <clears throat> happy birthday, Chris, from all of us. Happy birthday, happy birthday Chris. Happy birthday, Chris, but I think we might have to start putting a time limit on the thank yous at the end. And Neil. <laughs> Thanks for spoiling it again, Neil. Just thanking a Patreon supporter, paying our bills, but no, you go ahead. We want to have more time for you. No, I appreciate Chris. Uh-huh. <laughs> so the quote for the day uh we don't have time for a quote of the day. I'm sorry, Neil. Oh, we yes, we do. Yes, we do. Because I'm in the control of the stop button. So. <laughs> this is attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt. A woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong it is until it's in hot water. I, like I, I don't. I don't exactly know what that means, but I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, I like it. Signing off. Uh, greetings. Salutations to all you good trivia people out there. I know what you're thinking. Hey, I really enjoyed this show. Uh, how can I get a little more? Well, here to help you out. You can look up these good people on Twitter at Little Brain. Or if Facebook's more your deal, you can look them up at Brain Little Productions. Hey, they've even got their own webpage. It's uh, BrainLittleTrivia.com. Now, if you're feeling generous, you can join a Patreon, where if you donate $10 or more, you can even get yourself a fancy show invite. How about that? Until we meet again, this has been 44, and I'm glad you joined us. Hope I'm out. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved.